As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Bryant, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me for today's show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to help you win at work and at home. So today, what I want to talk about is how do we navigate this flexible hybrid work environment? So how do you navigate that as a leader? And how are you helping your team navigate through this? But before we get into the meat of uh, today's show, I do have a few announcements. Number one, again, July the 19th will mark our one year podversary. So that's going to mark the 52nd episode. I've been getting great suggestions on some things that we can do to actually celebrate the episode, ideals of doing some live meetings in advance of that episode, and even having someone come and interview me since the majority of these later episodes have interview-based episodes. You know, I like to sprinkle in the solo episodes like this one is going to be today. The next announcement has to revolve around this question. So here's the question for you. What sets high achievers apart from the rest of the crowd? Is it their ability to develop plans? No, I don't think that's it. Is it their ability to just have what it takes? And I would say, no, that's not it either. So what really is the differentiator between high achievers and non-high achievers? And I would say that it is their ability to consistently execute, to develop plans, have those plans, but then diligently, consistently execute. I close each podcast with many people know what to do and fewer people know how to do it, but there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it and achieve the life of their dreams. Those people that are following through and doing it are the people that are executing and taking action on what it is that they want. So on June the 21st, I'm hosting the next session of the Success On Ramp. This has previously been called the Unwebinar, but it's really to help you close the execution gap and to help you move closer to achieving your goals. So join me for this small group session. Remember, space is limited to 12 participants to get actionable steps that you can take to help you consistently execute your plans. You can use the link in the show notes to register for this value packed session. All right, let's get to today's topic. We're talking really about navigating through this flexible hybrid work environment. How do you engineer your success in that environment? If you think about it prior to the pandemic, most people, worked in an office environment. We were in person. and But we spent the past few years working remotely. 
So let's be clear that there were some segments of the workforce that had to absolutely report to office. And I'm grateful for all of those frontline workers, the people that were in healthcare, emergency services, grocery stores, a lot of the transportation agencies and transportation professionals had to be there on site. I know a lot of the highway maintenance workers had to be there on site because the roadway still needed to be maintained. Things needed to get done. But the reality is that for all of us, regardless of whether we were working on site or off site, we've all been changed through the pandemic. You are not the same person that you were pre-pandemic. Guarantee it. You're not the same leader that you were. You're just different. And that's not good or bad. It's just a fact. The people that you lead are not going to be the same because we've all changed. So why is this important? So you may not be able to use the same leadership playbook or the management playbook that you did before the pandemic. And I suspect that you changed up the things that you were doing and how you were managing and leading your team as you were working remotely. I mean, the same is true now that we're leading through the pandemic. You can't use what you did pre-pandemic. You can't necessarily use what you did during the pandemic. Now we are in a new normal. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. So I was talking to a key principal in a civil engineering design firm the other day, and we were talking about that initial response to the pandemic. And he said that initially when everyone had to go home, they thought that they were actually going to go out of business because they didn't know how they were going to continue to do their engineering design work remotely, right? They, they were used to doing things in person, collaborating in person. They had a certain workflow all based on being there in the office in person, but they were forced to improvise, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. They were forced to improvise and figure out a way to get it done while working remotely. And it's pretty cool as I'm going to get him to actually come on the show and do an interview, but it's pretty cool because what he basically says is that once they kind of leaned into working remotely and this is what it was going to be, that they start chumming, they, they start really churning out designs. They start working very well remotely. And when they begin to look at their profit numbers, that their profit for last year was greater than the profit that they had the last time, the last year they were fully in person. And so they learned to adapt and they settled into what it looks like to work remotely. Now, all right, people are starting to come back into the office. Organizations are starting to come back into the office. And so what's emerging now is this, what I would call a flexible hybrid workplace. That's what's emerging. There are a lot of people who are still prefer to work from home. They want to work remotely. There are other people that want to actually be in the office. They miss the in-office component. So it isn't like you have 
a majority in the sense that this is a lot of times this is 50 50 a split it's splitting teams it's splitting organizations and so but you're going to have that segment and so as we're leading out of the end or through the end of the pandemic we are looking at this new normal of a flexible hybrid workplace and again the people that you were leading are not the same you're not the same this is not a bad thing is it just is and i think it's good to have a certain level of awareness of this. So here, here's an example. I'm going to use a fictitious person. Let's say his name is Jim. So prior to the pandemic, Jim routinely stayed late and was in the office. Jim took on additional assignments that he really thought was going to grow his career and continue to push him. So the working environment during the pandemic, though, gave Jim the opportunity to be more active and engaged at home, right? Jim, in some ways, was forced to invest into what he wasn't able to invest into or what he chose not to invest into prior to the pandemic. And so now he's able to go do things with the kids. He and his wife are able to spend time together. And so he really loves his balanced life, right? So that's what he's been doing for the past two years. It took some getting used to. Finally, it's there. Now we're like, Jim, it's time to you know get back to work. Time to come back to the office. And Jim has a dilemma because in his mind, he's winning at work and he's winning at home. And he has a really fulfilled life. And some of the questions that Jim is asking himself is, do I revert back to pre-pandemic, Jim? Do I push to work? 100% remotely and continue life as it has been the past two years? Do I request some other type of accommodation where I'm working offsite and working here in the office? What do I do? This is a real conversation that's going on across our country. It's a real conversation that's going on in our industry as people are continuing to evaluate what does this work-life balance look like? What does it look like? What do I want now that we're coming back to the office? I mean, things are not going to be 100% the way that they were before the pandemic. They're not going to be 100% that they were in the past two years. And so now we're in this new normal of a flexible work environment. And it's going to require you as a leader and you as a worker to develop a, a new playbook as to how you are going to navigate through this situation. It's different. And so here are some tips that I have in terms of how you handle and navigate through this situation. One is be flexible and willing to adapt. We've all experienced things changing very rapidly through the course of the pandemic, right? Through the course of the past two years, things were happening. We had to be able to shift and make changes. COVID counts start going, infection rates start going up, states and municipalities may be making different choices. And so things may be closed, things are going to change. So be flexible and willing to adapt with your team, with yourself on that. Number two is appreciate and hold space. So what do I mean there? You know, you really want to appreciate and hold space for people exactly where they are, right? You want to appreciate where they are. If they are in the camp of, I don't want to be in the office, I can do everything that I need to do remotely, hold space for them. That doesn't mean that they're going to get to do exactly what they want to do. But when you're holding space, you're not judging. 
you're saying, okay, I appreciate who you are. I appreciate where you are. And I'm going to hold space for that because you are valued by me as the leader. You are valued by the organization. So you're really trying to communicate that when you're holding space. And I also would add there that you want to hold space and appreciate yourself, right? Because while you're having, if you're the leader and you have things that you're going through organizationally and then with your team, hold space for yourself as well. It is okay if you feel uneasy. It is okay if you are unsure. It's okay. I want to invite you to the next Unwebinar. What is an Unwebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next Unwebinar today. Just be okay with that right now because we're still working through what this new environment is going to look like. Three is find a balance that works. And so when you look through finding a balance that works, you're looking for your organization. It has to work for your organization. It has to continue to be able to meet the mission, the need of what your organization has. I would say find balance that works for your team as well, because there's a team dynamic. If you're working with a team as to how you execute work, how you get things done, how you move things through your organization. And then there's also the individual contributor, right? That the individual contributor and what they need. You're really working to find balance between all of those pieces. And the last piece is I would say you have to include this, but I, I included it as a separate part. And that is to understand what you need and what is needed, you know, of you. And so how often do you need to be in the office for you to be effective? How often do you need to be in the office to manage your team so that they can be effective? How often do you need to hold in-person meetings? What will you have to reconsider now that you're in this flexible hybrid workplace? One of the things that we know that's absolutely important is communication, being able to communicate with your team, your organization, whether it's in person, remote or hybrid. We all know the one thing that happened during the pandemic is a lot of people got virtual meeting fatigue. Some people call it Zoom fatigue, but it was just virtual meeting fatigue. We've all been in a meeting that really could have been an email. And prior to the pandemic, it may have been an email. But during the pandemic, since we don't have the person to person interaction all the time, we had a whole bunch of meetings. So you know what happens? As you begin to have these meetings, you begin to eat into your time. And there's some estimates that there are over 130 hours spent in unnecessary meetings. And I think that's on the low end. Here's some general statistics for you. Uh, 24% of workers believe too many meetings directly lead to missed deadlines. 48% of workers feel that uh, more efficient meetings could cut down on distracting notifications. Bing, boom, you have a meeting coming up. And here's the, the a biggie for me, particularly as we 
look at having meetings within this flexible hybrid work environment, 52% of workers are actually multitasking during virtual meetings. And that's more than they were previously. And so you think about that, you're trying to hold a meeting, you want to get things done, you're trying to communicate things, but people are multitasking and they're really not focused in holding their attention on what is important. So organizations have to now grapple with, or they're grappling with how to engage their top talent in this highly competitive landscape, how to build employee skills, how to promote the company culture within this flexible hybrid work environment. Here's another uh, a number that popped out as I was doing some research for this episode. Did you know that it is estimated that there are over 11 million meetings are held each day in the United States. That is astronomical. It's astronomical. So when I think about this flexible hybrid work environment and how do you structure these meetings? I thought about doing this as a separate uh, podcast episode, but you know, I, I think it's important as we flow through this. So we've talked about some tips in terms of what you can do just in navigating this general environment, but meetings are a big part of what we do in communicating with our team and navigating through this environment. I mean, you know how to structure an in-person meeting. You know how to structure a virtual meeting, but do you know how to structure a meeting in this new environment? And it's fairly simple if you have a limited number of participants, but the larger the meeting, the more complex the topic, the more thought you're going to have to give to how you actually structure the meeting. And the problem in this environment where you're going to have people in person and people virtually is not an issue with technology. Technology is not the problem. That's not the issue. You know, when you ask someone, are there issues with a hybrid meeting? Often you'll hear the number one complaint is that participants are multitasking. There's difficulty managing the engagement in a larger group. You also have participants that are speaking over one another or kind of all at the same time. You really have to have a good moderator for that session. Because if you look at, you have to moderate the discussion between the in-person attendees as well as the virtual participants. The technology issues do come up and those are unpredictable. But when you have lack of clarity on how to engage, how to involve or include others, those are all problems. And then you also have the differences in camera etiquette and the lack of processes. How are you going to deal with the audio issues when the other people, many people will have the mic and the phone on, then you have the echo and you're all kinds of things that will detract from that meeting experience. And then you have this whole thing of the unequal representation between the in-person participants and the online participants and you wanting to make sure that both feel as if they're getting what they need out of that meeting. So the majority of the problems that, you know, you come up with, they're all mostly kind of process problems, not necessarily content. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. 
Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So as we we look to to kind of close out this episode, I'm going to give you just a few tips of some things that you can consider when you're managing a, a, a meeting in this flexible hybrid work environment. And this is one that almost seems counterintuitive Yes, you are having an in-person meeting. Yes, there are people that are participating virtually. But when you start the planning process and when you're actually putting together your agenda and looking at your technology, the where the microphones are going to be, all of that stuff, you start that planning process with the virtual component in mind. This does not mean that the people that are participating virtually are going to get preferential treatment. This is just a recognition that if you do not address or account for some of the possible issues that you may face with that online component, then you're going to be dealing with issues during the meeting that is going to take away not only from the virtual component, but from that in-person experience. One of the useful things, particularly if you have a larger meeting, is designating someone that is going to monitor the online chat, that's going to help facilitate the interaction, you want to be able to include some time for people to actually respond. One of the things that I've noticed is it takes people longer to respond in that hybrid environment. People are looking at the camera. They're saying, is anybody else in the room talking? I raise my hand. Am I supposed to click this button? What am I going to do? And then you start moving on to the next topic. Uh, And then you'll get something in the chat and they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. I wanted to kind of cover that. But it's really key to have someone that you're going to designate to help facilitate that those online participants and then the interaction between the two. The third thing you want to do is build processes and technology agreements with the group that's on webcams, audio, how information is going to be displayed and captured and ultimately how you're really looking to facilitate that discussion. And you'll notice most of these points have to do with ways that you can facilitate the discussion. And the last part four, and this really goes for all meetings, but I think this is especially important for your virtual meetings is you want to be able to communicate the purpose of the meeting. You want to outline key meeting roles, kind of who's going to be doing what, who's going to be facilitating which part, who's responsible for what you also could outline the desired outcomes, You want to consider those key stakeholders, make sure you develop an agenda, provide clarity on how the participants should engage, and then again, facilitate conversations and have a way of capturing and making decisions. And here's a bonus tip that I've learned. If you're doing a hybrid meeting and you have your presentation, stay away from bulleted lists because it's difficult for people both in person and virtually to kind of keep track of where you are. So I would suggest you either use numbered lists or lettered lists. And you can say, now we're talking about item number two or item number three. It just makes it a lot clearer for your participants. Listen, as we continue to move through this hybrid environment and this new normal, I'm going to sprinkle in a few of Uh, these solo episodes that are dealing with this. I I really want you to win 
at work. I want you to win at work and at home. And I want you to really be able to continue to thrive in this environment. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And a select group of people actually do it. They follow through and achieve the life of their dreams. I want you to be part of that select few. Continue to engineer your success today. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.